Let's give the Lord a little bit more glory. That's good. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a little praise this morning. Hallelujah. You could be seated this morning. It's actually happening. I'm standing here. I wasn't sure how things had been going, if I was going to get the opportunity. Wednesday night, I was not nervous at all, so I said, well, probably not going to happen. And as soon as Brother Sandoval stepped in the pulpit, my stomach started turning. I said, okay, it's happening. It's going. (laughs) Praise God. I'm thankful to be here this morning. Amen? Powerful first service this morning. Powerful Brother Sandoval. Powerful revival. It is an honor to be here before you, but it's an honor just to be a part of this church. No matter what capacity it may be. Uh, whether full-time staff, I, I, I feel very privileged to be a part of that, but down to the smallest of services in the church, it is an honor and a privilege to be able to serve in this church. I love this body, I love this house, and I love what our Lord is doing in the midst of us. And I say this with complete sincerity, should God say at some point, not anytime soon, Lord, please. You're changing. I'm going to take you somewhere else, and you're not doing what you're doing right now anymore. And in our eyes, it would be less. Just to still be a part of this body would be a privilege and an honor. I love this place, and I do not want to miss out on anything God is doing here in any of us. So I give you honor, church. I love you. You are our family, and... I appreciate each and every one of you saints. And I want to give honor to my bishop this morning, Bishop Jackson, my shepherd, a true man of God, and to the whole first family, I give them honor. My wife and I would not be where we are today without several people, but mainly my bishop. I give him honor this morning. I will not fail to get behind this pulpit or when I have the opportunity to speak well of him, I will not fail to talk about my bishop and give him honor. Thank you for the opportunity, bishop. I give honor to the Masseys. I am thankful for the Masseys. They are a tremendous family. The armor bearer, the prophetess, and the prophetessita. They are all precious, and I give them honor this morning and thankful for their giftings and how they protect my shepherd and his family. Amen. I give honor to the staff in the ministry of this church. You are all incredible, and I love each and every one of you. And you could be seated. I am going to hopefully dive into what I feel the Lord has given me. Yeah, my Lord again. It's my birthday. I can do what I want. So, no, I'm just kidding. I love my wife very much. I give her honor this morning. Thank you, Bishop, for saving. See how he saves me? Do you see what the man of God does in my life? I give honor to my wife this morning. She is incredible. 
She is amazing. She is exceptional. I'm going to say, say things so I see teeth. I got to see teeth. There we go. Okay. I love my wife and my family. I couldn't do what I do without her. She is a wonderful woman, and I wouldn't be who I am without her. So I give you honor. Thank you for all you've done for me this weekend. Praise God. She's about to leave. She's pinching the kids. She's mad. All right. Well, if you have your Bibles, you could turn to Ephesians chapter 5. And while you're doing that, I give honor to my mother and also my father. Although he's not here yet, he's coming. And I wouldn't be the man that I am without my mother and my father. And I know he's not watching. He's probably in the garage with music on and stuff, but that's all right. He's coming. You can run, but you can't hide. But I love my parents very much, and I'm thankful for all that they have put into me. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. It says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And you could be seated this morning. I am going to briefly break this down for you and then go where I feel God wants me to go with this. I want to break down some of these words, though. There's, uh, there's some deeper meaning than just what we see here. So I want to share that with you. See then that you walk circumspectly. That word in the Greek means see that you walk exactly. See that you walk diligently. See that you walk perfectly. And it also means accuracy, which is the outcome of carefulness. Exactly, perfectly, diligently, and accuracy, which comes through carefulness. We live in a time... The scripture says it's 16, where the days are evil. We have to walk with accuracy, with carefulness, exactly as God is telling us to walk. The things that he's telling us to do, the things he's instructing us through our shepherd, we have to be careful to follow those things accurately, diligently, exactly, and perfectly. Because those things, following those instructions in that manner, is going to allow us to survive the evil days. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Fools there just means unwise. But the word wise is referring to believers that are endowed with both practical and spiritual wisdom. So it's not enough just to have practical wisdom. I can't just know how to work with people and know how to run my home and things like that and just have wisdom in certain situations. But it has to be coupled with spiritual wisdom that no matter what I see in the flesh, God might be saying something different in the spirit and I have to know how to apply his instructions in the spiritual realm to what is practical in my life. Jump into verse 16. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, redeeming means to buy up for oneself. It means to buy up the time we are in. And it means making the most of every opportunity, turning each opportunity into the greatest advantage that we can, 
because we cannot recall any moment that is past. Time continues to move forward, and if we do not use our time wisely, it is something we can never get back. So the scripture is telling us to redeem the time that we have, make the most of every opportunity that we have, because we cannot get any of those moments back. And it says, because the days are evil. I want to break this down a little bit, and then we're going to jump forward. And I didn't even look at the time when I got up here, so just holler at me when it's time, somebody. My wife, if you could give me that look again. Love you. Evil, in the context of this scripture, there are several Greek words that refer or that mean evil in English, and it combines a couple of them in this context. It signifies both that the days are bad in character, and we know that everywhere we look, there is something that does not reflect the image of God. There is something that transgresses the word of God everywhere we turn. In media, you can't even drive down the highway without having to tell the kids, hey, look out the window, there's something interesting. Oh, no, it passed, okay. And you get past the billboard, okay, you can look freely again. There are things everywhere that we just don't need to look at. The days are evil in character. They are bad in character. But it also means bad in effect. So the days that we are living in have a bad or negative effect upon us. If we allow them to. Now, how could we allow those days to affect us in a negative way? If we're not careful to be redeeming the time and walking circumspectly as the Lord is leading us. So, I want to talk, uh, this is what I feel the Lord has given me. He has spoken to us quite a bit uh, as of late. God is speaking in a way that we're just, it's, it's unheard of. And Brother Sandoval was talking about no weapon formed against us shall remain. It's not going to prosper. And the Lord has said that there we have, um, I believe it was the night when he was speaking to the women, and that the Lord has given a season of victory. Now, that season of victory can only come after a battle. The thing is, God told us, I'm giving you this victory and you need to remember what this feels like because there's another battle coming. And if you don't remember how I brought you through in this moment of victory, you may not make it through the next battle. So we know that more battles are coming. So our job, our responsibility is not to take it easy in the moments of victory. We cannot begin to settle in and say, God, this victory feels so good I'm going to just sit and enjoy this and bask in it. He does want us to know what it feels like, but he's not telling us to lay down our arms. What he's telling us is soak this in because it won't last long and you're going to need to remember what this felt like. Until the last trumpet sounds and until in the twinkling of an eye we're changed from corruptible to incorruptible, we are going to face battles. It's not going to cease. The enemy does not want to see us succeed. He does not want to see us excel in the things that God is leading us into. If he could, he would walk right in here and tear everything up. But he can't because no weapon formed against us shall prosper. 
The problem is, God will do those things for us, but there's a role that we have to play, and that is where we have to make up our minds that I'm going to walk circumspectly. I'm going to do my job every single day to make sure I'm being diligent to obey the word of God, diligent to obey my man of God, diligent to follow God as he's leading each and every day. I have to be exact. I cannot be a little bit off. I have to be exact. I have to be accurate with carefulness because there are little things that will come your way that sound good. And if you grab onto it without being careful, it may not be completely accurate. We have to be careful to discern what is coming our way. So I want to break down these scriptures in relation to the battles that are coming and the time that we are in right now. Let me read these scriptures broken down. See then that you walk exactly diligently, perfectly, and accurately because of carefulness, not as unwise, but as one with spiritual and practical wisdom, making the most of every opportunity because the days are bad in character and in effect. Now, I want to talk about that practical and spiritual wisdom for a second. In a season of victory, Practical wisdom would say, the enemy's been defeated. You need to rest and recover. It's time to recharge. You've had a hard battle. Go ahead and and refresh and refuel yourself. And so we might lay down ourselves and say, okay, I'm going to sit. I'm going to rest. Every once in a while, we just need to relax. However, spiritual wisdom says, just because this battle is over and you're in victory, doesn't mean that you can sit down and put away your weapons. Spiritual wisdom tells us if you're going to lay down and take a little nap, make sure you got your sword in your hand ready to go just in case something wakes you up. In the times of victory, it is not time to sit and wait for the next battle. It's time to prepare for the next battle. Let's say, I'm going to get all my weapons out. I'm going to sharpen my swords. I'm going to refill my magazines because when the enemy comes my way, I may not have time to prepare myself like I think I will because it's easy right now. God is giving us an opportunity to experience victory, but he's also giving us the opportunity to prepare for the next battle and to get ourselves ready so we're not caught off guard. We have to redeem the time that we're in right now. This season of victory, he told us, you got to remember it. You have to remember what it feels like. And if we're not careful to take advantage of this season and soak it in, we may not remember what it feels like. But at the same time, we cannot let our guard down because another battle is on its way. Because the days are evil. And when we talk about bad in effect, evil meaning bad in effect, it's talking about turmoil and anguish. If we are not diligent to walk according to the way God is telling us to walk, how he's speaking to us and instructing us, and the man of God is telling us this is the way we're going, if we're not careful to follow that and redeem the time that we have to put those things into place in our lives, what will happen is 
the days will begin to affect us and they will bring about turmoil and anguish. Just because we're children of God doesn't mean that we are immune to the effects of this world. God has given us power. But if we do not walk according to his word, we cannot walk according to that power. Therefore, the days can affect us. And the more we move forward in, the, in time, the worse these days are going to get. It doesn't get any better. So we have to be careful to redeem, take advantage, make the most of every opportunity that God is giving us. And I believe when we do that and when we walk circumspectly, exactly, diligently, God is going to see us through into that next battle. We will not forget what it felt like to have victory. We won't forget what he did for us in that last battle. And when the enemy approaches, we'll say, hey, I recognize that enemy. There's another battle coming. But remember how God saw us through? He's going to do it again. Amen? Anybody know how much time I have left? Praise God. If I could leave you with this. Verse 17 says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I believe the will of the Lord is simply doing our best each and every day to follow the commands of God, to follow his instructions exactly, accurately, with carefulness, diligently. His will is for us to redeem the time, to make the most of every opportunity. I've been given some gift cards for my birthday. There's a specific time and place that I have to redeem those gift cards. If I try to use a gift card that I've been given for a restaurant at a restaurant that is not connected to that place, they're going to tell me, you can't use that here. It does not work. If I try to use that gift card at a time when that place is closed, I've missed my opportunity. I cannot redeem my gift card. God has given us time to redeem. He's giving us an opportunity to make the most each and every day. And we have to be diligent to do that. Amen? And that is the will of the Lord. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a big hand clap of praise as Sister Ruth comes to the pulpit.